Hello. Welcome to North Coast Calvary Chapel's audio podcast. Hi, this is Jeff Ranke. Uh, I'm the marriage and family pastor, and welcome to our daily hope. In 1 Samuel 19, verse 1, it says, Now Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted greatly in David. So I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had anyone throw a spear at you? I know that sounds like kind of a silly question, but this is what Saul did to David later on in 1 Samuel 19. Let me go ahead and read. It says, Now this distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing music with his hand. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he slipped away from Saul's presence, and he drove the spear into the wall, so David fled and escaped that night. Wow. Now, maybe you haven't had anyone throw a spear at you, but have you had anyone who has deeply wounded you or betrayed you? Yes, this passage is about the difference between Saul, who's walking in the flesh in the old nature, and that of David, who is a representative of the new man. We see that Saul was raised up as king because the people wanted a king. And God said, no, I'm your king. You don't need a king. But the people wanted to be like the other nations. And so God gave them what they wanted. But later on, we see that David was anointed by God because we know that God doesn't look at the outward appearance, but but he looks at the heart of man. So David represented God's choice for the king. But we have to understand that blessing is not only an opportunity for great fulfillment and calling, but with it, it comes great distress and that of brokenness. And that's where we see the life of David. But I want to specifically address a particular issue here that I think is so relevant today in our culture as well as to us today. And that is what happens when people hurt you or they wound you or they betray you? How do you deal with deep betrayal? And I want to read a passage in Hebrews chapter 12. And in a sense, the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed, where the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. So I want to read a passage which gives us some clarity and spiritual interpretation of what's going on in 1 Samuel 19 when David tried to kill, uh, or when Saul tried to kill David. And this is what it says. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, this is really important for those of us who have been wounded or we all have been hurt. We've all been disappointed. People have betrayed us, even those closest to us. And yet this passage is so relevant on how to deal with betrayal. But consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. You have not yet resisted to the bloodshed striving against sin. And then he goes on in verse 14, the writer, anointed by the Spirit, says, Pursue peace 
with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, and this is the warning that he wants us to all know, if we're harboring any sort of resentment or bitterness, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. So this passage reveals to, the, reveals to us the heart of Saul. What happened to Saul when in chapter 18, we see that because Saul was afraid of David, that he became angry and he was jealous. So I want to give you a couple of characteristics of what bitterness is. And this will help you understand if maybe you have this root of bitterness in you or you have had it. Number one is that bitterness grows. So we see here that Saul was fearful of David because he was under the anointing of God and God had pulled his spirit from himself. So we see that started off with fearfulness that entered into jealousy and then jealousy turned to anger and now he's at this point in 1 Samuel 19 where he wants to kill David. And so it turns into this place of bitterness, this slow root of bitterness. So we know that bitterness grows. Number two is that bitterness spreads. Not only does it defile you, it's a, it's a very toxic, spiritual, demonic influence that not only will it defile you, but it's going to defile people around them to the point where Saul told David and all those around him, we're going to kill David. This is the most spiritual, potent weapon of the enemy, bitterness, that kills and destroys and divides people. Thirdly, is not only does bitterness grow and it also it spreads, but also it changes. It'll change you. In fact, I've seen so many people in counseling who have been harboring bitterness for years and they don't even know it. Well, then they come to this place where it literally changes their personality, become critical, they're rigid, they're hard. They look at life with black and white. They're always judging other people. And so I want you to understand is that, yes, we've all been hurt. We've all been wounded. But what do you do with that woundedness? Are you going to walk in forgiveness and learn to surrender and trust God and look unto Jesus? Or are you going to harbor it and become judge, become judge, juror, and executioner? That you feel it's your right because of what happened to you to hold a grudge, to be resentful of another person. That's a very dangerous place to be. And I wanna to say to you that if you, have, if you are there right now, then you are harboring what I call destructive entitlement. You believe it's your right to get even with other people. Unfortunately, when that begins to take form in your, in your mind, in your thinking, then you begin to perceive reality with, with what I call bias confirmation. You're actually looking for people to hurt you. You're looking for that person to reject you or betray you. And so that begins to intoxicate your way of looking and thinking about love about other people. But then lastly, I wanna say is that if you're struggling with bitterness, then what that does in its toxicity, it'll lead to 
anticipatory rejection. Yes, you're anticipating that the very person maybe have hurt you years ago. It might even be a family member, it might be a mom or dad that you don't, you even not even realize that that root has taken place. And now you're bringing that into your marriage or you're bringing that into the relationship and you're projecting that onto people, that bitterness. Then, then you come to this realization where you are actually anticipating that you're going to get rejected. And that leads to helpless, helpless victimization. So I want to encourage you that let us take heed to the word of God, where, where it says, let us not let go or forget the, the grace of God. It says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. So I want to encourage you, let us look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and he carried our shame. And also he took upon himself all of our wrongdoing. And so I want you to recognize if you understand how much God has forgiven you, that is the reference point that we can learn to forgive other people. So I want to say to you, let us walk like David and not like Saul. And may you have a great day. And let me pray right now for you. God, I pray a blessing. I pray for grace to fall upon us today. And we pray, pray, Lord, help us to walk in the spirit of forgiveness. May we, uh, as it says in scriptures, as far as it is with me to be at peace with all men. God bless you and have a great day. Bye-bye.